0: How's it going everybody? Welcome to the Hastings Harvest where I interview some of the most inspiring young minds, creators, and educators within their area of expertise and try to harvest how they go about their craft. It is very rare for me to be able to get the chance to talk with someone with a near-death experience and on today's podcast, I was fortunate enough to do just that and i was fortunate enough that it's someone that i really look up to within the vegan community ferdinand beck is a vegan content creator who is one of the ogs in the field i would say he's one of the first people i followed on instagram when I was getting into the social media game, the vegan social media game specifically. Now, this podcast features loads of valuable topics, and you're going to learn just about everything about Ferdinand. So we talk about how some German vegan bodybuilder seven years ago got him into veganism, his completely transparent experience with psychedelics, which is a big part of this. And you'll see what I mean by transparent when you listen. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for that. And, of course, his near-death experience when he ruptured his appendix and the incredible story that took place with that to barely stay alive. And now he is thriving. And I'm just so proud of the guy, and I'm so happy that he shared this. This is the first time he shared this story in English, uh, being he is from Germany. So I'm very grateful to be the podcast that he was able to do that first. And also, we talk about his current outlook on social media how it's affected him and how he follows his highest excitement which is something he says all the time and he explains it well in the podcast so if you want to follow ferdinand you can follow him on instagram at vgainstrength. strength that's v e g a i n strength he also has his own podcast called the V Gains podcast so you should definitely go check that out too But without further ado, if you want to get the access to all the other episodes, it's seasontofucom slash podcast. But that is all out of the way. Please listen to this whole thing because it's such an incredible story. And I think you're going to get a ton of value out of this one. As always, please enjoy this episode with Ferdinand Beck. Ferdinand, thank you very much for coming on to the Hastings Harvest. I appreciate having you here today. Uh, Taking some of your time to talk about uh, a whole lot of different topics. And I'm sure that you're going to bring a ton of value to the podcast today. So, first off, a lot of my listeners might not know you um, if they don't follow you on Instagram or YouTube or anything. So, can you explain a little bit about who you are and what you do currently? Thank you, first of all, for having me.
1: Thank you to the listeners for listening please listen until the end because this is not an average podcast i will show you an insight of my heart and uncensored version so stick around um what was the question who am i yeah that's a good question i'm i'm on a self-discovering journey and try to become more and more of myself my true natural self by following my highest excitement and that is currently i live in berlin germany that's where i'm from from munich but really excites me to live in berlin that's the the capital of germany a lot of hustle and bustle but in a good way really open-minded it's actually the second most vegan friendly city in the world if you're curious the first right. one is london then berlin and then new york city so it's uh yeah it's a vegan heaven but the best restaurant is and stays my kitchen because there you get whole foods (laughs) (laughs) and it just tastes so freaking amazing and i'm in control of it and it's cheap anyways what am i doing i um yeah I'm, i'm studying but most of the most of the time i do other stuff uh which are my excitements um which is um yeah educating people about healthy lifestyle choices and a big one is diet because it has such a big impact on our health But not just that, also on the environment, the animals. Factory farming is just fucked up, so I'm on a mission, which is to put factory farming out of business and into our history book. And so far, it's working great. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm just just a dude, happy dude, following my highest excitement. Lost my belly button last year, but I'm still out here smiling.
0: Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Watching your stories all the time is... Super inspiring to see, you know, the whole transformation you've gone through, not just like the past few months uh, with the belly button, but also just throughout your whole vegan career. It's been watching your story is definitely something that perks me up throughout my day. So, yeah, that's I mean, it's your story is really, really incredible. And I definitely want to get into it. Definitely want to get into following your highest excitement as well. Uh, but first, I want to talk a little bit about your journey with veganism. So what was the the turning point, the moment that you decided, you know, this is the right thing to do, not just for me, but for the environment, uh, for the ethical reasons? Was there a specific moment that you remember? And how long ago was this?
1: Mm hmm. First of all, thank you for the compliment. That also motivates me. And it's just a symbiotic relationship where we all feed each other with positive vibes and energy, how we can see how different people cope with things. And doesn't matter how fucked up the situation is. It's your state of being. That is what matters. And you can turn the most shittiest situations around. And um, anyways, I let, let me answer the question. So um, I'm already an old school vegan. <laughs> I don't know if that is a thing. But uh, um, last seven years ago, I um, just did a challenge for a month. Never thought I would become a vegan. Um, little that I know about the benefits because it just makes sense. But I, I didn't know most of my life. I was 20 back then. So that's why I'm also a super non-judgmental vegan, because how can I judge anyone? People just don't know. And I didn't know. Until I turned 20 around that time. And how did I figure out that it's, uh, yeah, the right decision for me? And I watched um, German YouTubers and they were vegan bodybuilders and they just challenged their community to just try it for a month. I mean, what do you have to lose, they said. The the worst thing you could happen, uh, uh, that could happen, you see, you don't like it. It's not for you. So you won experience richer. That's the worst thing. That could happen but then they named all the benefits and that really resonated with me because i had such a bad, bad acne back then and i was like yeah i want to have better skin wow more energy and you can build muscle more easily because you don't um over acidify so so fast and you regenerate faster i was like wow okay let me just try it for a month and the first thing i noticed after a couple of weeks was how much my skin improved and soon I found out that I'm um, lactose intolerant, like many people are. And our our liver, our kidneys, they just cannot keep up with all that dairy. So our body's using our skin as as an organ, as it is, to to get rid of all that dairy we cannot process. So it turns out in in uh, spots and pimples. And my skin got so much better. And everyone out there who has a bad acne or had a bad acne can relate so much. What it does to you, and all of a sudden, I, I could look people in the eyes and had more self-esteem, and I really liked it. So I stayed vegan because I really liked that my skin cleared up so much. And and why should I go back? I I feel great. I I build muscle. So I looked more and more into it. I mean, that's what you do when you do something. You you research more and more because people come with all the myth, the stereotypes they concerned mom and I was unsure so I researched more and more and soon I, I I could debunk many arguments about health like where do I get my protein what about vitamin b12 I was like hmm what about it but then I found out ah easy that's a good source oh, I don't need animal products and soon I found out how fucked up factory farming is horrible and I didn't know I was kind of Ashamed that I didn't even know at the age of twenty where milk came from. I was like, "Yeah, cow, whatever." But okay, but the cow is a mammal, a mammal, so it needs to be pregnant in order to produce milk. So how does the cow even get pregnant? Oh, what? It gets raped, and what happened to the baby? Though, isn't the baby supposed to drink the milk? Okay, it gets taken away from the cow so we can drink the milk, and then what happens to the baby? What? It gets killed in just a couple of months and the mother is screaming for a baby and w- what happens to the cow when she doesn't produce milk anymore she becomes a hamburger as well i was like fuck how could i never know but yeah not to blame anyone because we we grow up i mean not to blame our parents or friends or anyone so don't be don't be uh, yeah how can you blame anyone if you just grow up in this world and you just it's just our society and um and most people just don't know. But then I figured out what is behind that. So that's why that's my 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 job and my passion now to educate people to just show them, hey, that's what, that's what is behind animal products. Do you want to contribute to that or not? Just giving out the information and then let people make up their own mind. But yeah, I saw what's behind the factory farming, how fucked up that is. And then I was like, I n- never want to go back to eating animal products. All of a sudden, when I saw cheese, I wasn't like, hmm, cheese, I, I saw the cruelty behind there and it disgusted me. And then I, I was like, why should I go back to eating animal products? I feel great. My skin is better than ever before. I have so much energy. I'm building muscle, no problem. And then I, I stayed vegan. And then I also found out about the environmental impact. And then I was really shocked that factory farming isn't just horrible in terms of the suffering of innocent animals, but also the resources that go in. And that is just insane. The amount of fresh water, land, energy, the waste it produces. Insane. And then I was like, okay, before I do anything else, it's my free time um, or, or as a career or as a job, I want to help, as I said, my goal, put factory farming out of business and in, into the history books. So, I played around with what is my passion because I just intuitively I knew hey to make the best job and to be the happiest version I need to combine my goal with passion. So what form of activism am I passionate about excites me and then I quickly found social media as the tool to not just reach my direct environment but the world. And then I played around, hey, what kind of content do I enjoy? And um, I did infographics on Instagram and they just exploded. And um, transformation pictures, because over the years being vegan and weightlifting is my passion, I also became so much more dedicated in lifting weights because I want to be a good role model. Because I know in our world, which is so much judged on the surface, that looks often, say, yeah, influence people way more than than studies and uh, value valued arguments. Um, that I became so eager to to train, progressively become stronger, and uh, yeah, over the years I built over twenty kilogram of lean muscle mass on a one hundred percent vegan diet. And also those transformation pictures, they just went viral. And sometimes I woke up five thousand more followers overnight. And then I remember um, <laughs> first time. I felt kind of famous <laughs> when Daily Mail featured me. <laughs> the headline was, "Is this the hottest vegan in the world?" <laughs> and then I had twenty thousand more <laughs> followers overnight because it really got viral. Wow. Um, and 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 yeah, and then I just um, continued to play around. I mean, that's what I still do with social media content and just combine activism with passion. And um, yeah, that's that's basically it.
0: Ah, man, I I love that story, and it's. Uh Pretty pretty similar to what I went through with uh, kind of starting for health reasons, get, getting into it because I was into bodybuilding. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this, see how my strength, size, <laughs> everything uh, does and it increased. I felt like I had more energy and I was happier. And then I started to step towards the more ethical and environmental reasons um, so we, yeah, kind of had the same the same journey there. I think that's really the most important part to like stay vegan and like really realize. For me, it's like there's no going back at this point because I understand what's happening in this industry and how awful it is for the in- environment and how the animals are treated. It's just like there's 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 no possible other way for me at this point, but. I want to bring up a few things that you said. So you said that there were German bodybuilders, German vegan bodybuilders that told you about veganism. Is that, did I interpret that right? Exactly, yes. So that's really surprising to me because I, I, like you and I both know that veganism, I feel like, has just really sprung up only within the past like few years. So I like to know that vegan bodybuilders even existed like seven <laughs> years ago. Like you said, that's, that's super surprising. I know. I know when I tell
1: people, what was the reason you turned vegan? I was like to build muscle. Huh? That's an odd reason. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just super happy that I found such, yeah, there, there was in particular one um carl s that's his name and he had a big reach so i'm forever thankful to him that he inspired me and influenced me uh, in that direction but yeah it's rare that's not the reason why most people turn vegan i mean nowadays it gets more and more because of the game changes and stuff but back then um yeah it wasn't a usual
0: reason yeah you would definitely you would definitely have to go deep into some research and that's usually uh, the opposite. That that people
1: don't go vegan because they're afraid they don't build muscle. But I was right, yeah, right. inspired Especially otherwise. back
0: then. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I, I have a question for you about, you know, people understand to an extent, or maybe they fully understand what's going on within factory farming, animal agriculture. They understand what's happening uh, to the animals and how awful this is for pretty much everything uh what why do you think even with all that information people don't choose to go vegan after learning all that Mm, i think they
1: didn't truly make the connection once you really experienced that suffering like i was at dairy farms and and saw their mother crying and crying after the baby this helplessness it's just so heartbreaking it's you know you can you can watch something and not connect you know i i remember um when i was younger i watched um world war Two movies and they didn't really affect me and then years ago a friend told me what what he likes to do when he watches movies he really tries to think about how it would be in in the skin of this character um for example save um soldier ryan or something like that safe brian you know that movie from world war Two, uh, where the americans um they they land on the beach with the boats and the germans just kill thousands or hundreds of thousands of them and the, the first scene is so brutal and then i watched this movie and i started to watch movies with that mindset of thinking how it must be in their skin and they're in this ship and they're so sh- shaking and they're, they're peeing themselves and they know 99% they're going to die getting out of the ship in seconds. And uh, it might not be a nice death because organs are popping out of them and they're suffering like crazy because it's not a clean shot. And just then I I was, oh, okay. Perspective. I, I ate my whole food meal here. I'm, I'm chilling. Um, anabolic e- building muscle nice in my beanbag and how it must be in the skin so when people just watched a bit of YouTube clips and kind of looked away and didn't really made the connection of, of the impact of um, factory farming then they they because, because deep down they know if they would let it get to them it implies that they need to change and they don't want to change but th- that's the great thing about veganism it's not taking anything away from you it's just adding so much to you because and that's why i focus on 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 the health aspect because that's how you get everyone because everyone is selfish and wants to be healthy healthy people want everything but ask a sick person he just wants one thing and that is to be healthy and veganism is taking care of that you feel great right now that you prolong your life and that you prevent chronic diseases and for many people who have high blood pressure or something or diabetes type 2, it's, it's that pain daily, waking up with heart pain. They want to get a fix. They want to feel better. And that's why I focus on the health aspect because if, if, you're, um, if you're showing people that, hey, you have this chronic disease or w- whatever it is, hey, you want to have a, a harder erection, Well, the artery to your penis is also an artery and it's a quite small one. So if that is blocked, it's actually a precursor for heart disease or um, uh, or a seizure or uh, not a seizure. um, uh, I mean, heart attack or... um, Uh, stroke that's the word Um, it's actually a precursor for that because the artery to your heart or the artery to your brain is a bigger one but once the one to your penis the small one is kind of clogged you you experience um, erectile dysfunction and, and you catch many people with that because who doesn't want to have a hard boner so that's why I focus on the health aspects because then ah okay veganism is actually adding something to my life adding something to my health now I can make the connection because once I make the connection and see what's behind factory farming, I don't want to contribute to that anymore. But people deep down know that if they make the connection, they it implies change. And that's why I present people, A, the change is actually so beneficial for you. It's not like, oh, you sacrifice your health or whatever. Nowadays, you can make everything vegan. So taste-wise, you sacrifice nothing. You gain so much in terms of your health in terms of longevity in terms of how you feel now and just can go to bed with a good conscious consciousness
0: i don't know if that is saying for sure man i i completely agree with that and you know there there's a lot to be said about the most effective form of vegan activism but what i find what's worked the best for me is just leading by example with You know my physique and like you said and there's nothing wrong with this it's just human nature you know we're selfish beings so if we see that going vegan can help our appearance that might be a stronger motivation for some people or maybe most people to go vegan and so that i mean i feel like that's been the most effective form of activism for me and it's why i do it um but do you ever feel some sort of pressure to like stay fit and healthy on your page? Because I know sometimes I struggle with this because like sometimes I look back at older pictures of myself and I'm like, I feel like I looked bigger uh, a year ago when I was like in actually in the gym because now I do home workouts and it's like, Oh, are people going to think I'm like losing muscle because I'm vegan, even though I haven't actually lost muscle? It's just like the angle and the lighting and all that shit. And do Um, do you ever feel that sort of like pressure to stay super fit so people don't like question you or like you feel like?
1: Not uh, at all. Not at all. I, I also saw it in the hospital when I showed myself most vulnerable and just being skin and bones and lost all my muscle mass and uh, yeah got a huge scar on my on my stomach Um, that my reach was bigger than ever before and uh, not just that but also how I impacted people that more and more turned vegan and I got zero to none and and I, I cannot think of one person who contacted me like oh now that you uh don't look that great anymore you're not a any any like that nothing um mm. but i also create a lot of content you know you know i'm not a insta model you know i don't only post my ass or something um right. so i i could even i don't know look however i want and and do infographics and, and and podcasts and this and that um so my content isn't um one-on-one connected to to the way i look and um, uh, no, I don't have, have any pressure like that. But I just, you know, weightlifting is so my highest excitement. And now I have a big daily challenge. You know, every morning I get no confronted. with a huge scar on my stomach. I don't have a belly button anymore. I will never have the um, symmetric uh, six pack I had before. And I had such a good six pack before. I had such a really the physique most people admire. And I will never have that exactly again, and every morning I have this challenge now, and this this voice is coming, which I place outside my head, which is coming with all that negative bullshit. But I don't let it in my head. I always know it's a decision, and I'm always positive and happy and just perspective, knowing in what amount of pain I was, and just now even thinking about aesthetics. That I'm just every morning I'm smiling at my scar. Because I'm so thankful that I'm just alive. That I can sleep without pain. And that I still crush it. Because circumstances don't fucking matter. Only your state of being matters. And I get bigger than ever before. I will have maybe not a symmetrical six pack. And a big scar in the middle. But who cares? Scars don't show weaknesses. They show that you're undestroyable. And um, I mean don't take me for for a role model how you want your belly to look but let take me as a role model that you can build muscle as a vegan no problem regain it no problem i mean how quickly after the five surgeries what they all did to my body my gut my health all recovered and also my muscles are now coming back like crazy like crazy muscle memory is insane and fueled by a vegan diet so little inflammation going on so quickly I recover um so yeah but I I I, to answer your question no I don't feel any pressure um I just love the sport so much Uh, that's why I'm just motivated like crazy but it's never oh I'm getting out of shape so uh what will people think online um but I also do think that the mind is the body and the body is the mind and that the body reflects the mind but that doesn't need to be muscle or or any of that but rather that you take care of yourself you know mm-hmm. i mean if you if you if you're really obese it just shows that you cannot control your eating habits because honestly no one likes to be obese and if you just you know have a healthy appearance um instead that, uh, um, that just shows that you take care of yourself and as you said leading by example is the best way of activism so Of course, I take care of my appearance and, and wanna look good, but I just know because then I also feel good in the inside because it's it's connected, it's the same. The mind is the body and the body is the mind. And if I take care of myself, I'm shining, I'm smiling, I'm happy. I mean, even in the hospital, when I was just bone and skin, I was beaming. Not always, but mostly. Sometimes I had so much frustration, I got it all, all out, but I snapped in the night, got back to positivity, manifesting, and I was smiling. And, um... Yeah, I hope that answered your question. Do you feel any pressure? Uh,
0: thank, thank you for that. By the way, definitely, you got me smiling there, and it's it's always great to hear a little bit of that story. But I, I don't know. I think I just I have this idea in my head that the better, I, and I don't know. There might be some truth to this, or I could be just completely delusional. But I, I just have this idea that like. The better that I look, appearance-wise, like the more of an impact I'm going to make, the more growth I'm going to see um, on social media. And I know that's like a superficial thing to even care about, but I kind of have that connected. And of course,
1: yeah, it's a valid point because it's 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 uh, most likely true. So yeah, it's definitely a valid point.
0: Right, and you know, just recently with my YouTube starting to grow like crazy and like I like getting all these new people um definitely been getting more and it's not it's not really something I'm struggling with anymore but right once my YouTube like a month ago started to like really blow up I was getting like so much negativity about my physique and just other things in my comments and I was finally letting negative comments get to me even though they never really have Uh, I think it was just like the whole, the, the scope, the size of how many comments, how many negative comments Mm -hmm. I was getting to me. And I don't know, I was, I was overthinking things. Now it's, it's not a problem because I'm kind of, I had, I had to deal with that initial super growth and the negativity that comes that will inevitably come with that. And then once I did, it's like, okay, you know, uh, Clearly, I these totally people.
1: feel you. I totally feel you. Um, yeah, I can relate so much. Uh, I had that also multiple times in the past. For example, once this uh, Daily Mail article blew off like so much hate comments, either do I even lift or he's on steroids and just so much negativity on hate and it's all coming in and yeah I can mm-hmm. relate to that so much and that was actually one of the big intentions of my last uh, psychedelic experience I recently had to think about the whole social media game, negative comments, all of just just how not to get caught up in the social media game. Um,
0: yeah well I think I think I do want to talk about that, but okay I, I, can I, want- quickly,
1: I don't know should I, should I talk about it?
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I <laughs> recently just made a video about. Psychedelics I saw it. where I explained my experience, and and I know, could relate
1: so much what, uh, to all the things you said.
0: <laughs> That's great, and I mean, there's was, there's was quite a lot of comments like talking about people with their like traumatic experiences, and I just want to make the disclaimer: if we are going to talk about this, like, if you plan on doing psychedelics, uh, you might want a guide. You definitely want a trip sitter, someone to keep you you know, someone who's sober to keep you, uh, present and like not going to lose yourself. But I, I honestly didn't even know that there were so many people who had like all these traumatic or negative experiences with psychedelics. It really requires you to be in an environment, maybe with a couple of your closest, greatest friends, uh, in nature, absolutely in nature, I think is most important. Um, and just having the right state of mind going into that, like saying to yourself i know that my state of mind is going to be radically altered i'm accepting whatever that is and whatever comes out of that because yeah it's it's super it's it's a very very intense experience for no one who's or for people who haven't ever experienced it um
1: yes yeah set in setting so important I would disagree that um, doing it in nature is the most important thing because especially if you take higher dosages um, where it's highly visual and you get to, to it's called the ego death or a heroic dose, um, mm-hmm. it's important that um, you do it somewhere where you can really feel comfortable and tune inwards. So uh, lying in bed and uh, outside, even if the weather is nice, you're often distracted by, by bugs and stuff and noise and uh, you cannot let that visual experience really fully take place and um Mm. get the full experience out of it so it always depends on the dosage Um, but yeah set and setting is so important i trips it people regularly and providing the right set and setting and they have such profound trips and I don't I even go so far that they are not really and I know it's all definition and you can disagree and many people probably would but that's all coming back to definitions but I, I'm going so far saying that they are not even bad trips they're just wrong set in settings when you pick them wrong at a place where you cannot allow the experience to take place it's just it's not it's just not comfortable when you need to pre- Pretend to be normal, but you don't want to because you want to let go and surrender, but you can. So set and settings are goals because the quote unquote bad trips are mostly the most transformative trips. People I trip sitted who were crying, who were like, How can I explain this to my wife? At the end, made the most radical changes in the most positive way. A good friend of mine, recently, super successful guy, crazy successful. He was miserable and he told me recently, this trip saved his life. And during this trip, it was kind of bad because it just—I call it the the rubber band analogy. The more you pull a rubber band in one direction, meaning negativity and limitations, all of that, and then you let it go, the faster it snaps in the other way. And I see that now with him and other examples, um, because change isn't easy always. So "quote unquote" bad trips that are not that comfortable, because when you take higher dosages and you get real visuals ruthless the mushrooms are ruthless that's what i also experienced they they even apologize to me but they're like bro i gotta show you that because no one is that honest to you and they they put you in that in that animal body or they they show how you make fe- how you how you make people feel and you feel that way then and that d- these things like that number you always clinged onto all of a sudden means nothing nothing and uh so um yeah change isn't always easy but they're ruthless in showing you like what really matters and now quickly talking about the game the social media game and i don't know if you uh, i I don't remember in the video um uh i don't think you took a high dosage where you really experienced like it's it's called a heroic dose or ego death where really Mm. your ego dies Your identity dissolves you like one with the universe and the visuals it's really you close your eyes and you're in another world and on my last um, trip i I took a high dosage because i wanted the, however you want to call it the, the, the mushroom consciousness or whatever it really speaks to you on that high dosage and i i know what i'm doing i took magic mushrooms many times before i did my research and i i really surrendered this time really that i know this state of being is just for a couple of hours later i will be normal and everything goes back to normal and i'm just in this state of being for a couple hours and i will truly surrender and it was such a great experience i can tell you many things because uh um, the thinking about not getting caught up in the social media game wasn't my only intention of the trip but but speaking about that one now just the whole game how it Got me shown visually was so funny because it was just like Las Las Vegas, you know, pretty or, or just uh, bright colors and and some monsters. They were just like ah, yeah, da, 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 popping in and out and ah, da, 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 and nothing had a beginning or ending. I saw myself creating content at five thousand followers, at uh, five hundred thousand followers, at ten million thousand followers, making a YouTube video. Uh, super easy or with a huge crew and reaching a couple people reaching millions of people and there was no difference there was no beginning and ending it was just the process and there, there, there is no getting anywhere there is no goal oh and then you make it or anything no there, there, there is no beginning there is no ending there is no reaching something it's about enjoying the process and it's it's it, like you you I, I couldn't touch it i was falling and like but but where does it start but where does it end and 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 the only thing i could grasp the only thing that had meaning was love and all the things that came was content i created where it's truly the most fun and it was mostly like now with you connecting with other people doing something together connecting and it always came back to connections to real connections to to making the realest pieces of content that excited me the most that resemble truly who i am when i got super excited about pressing that upload button the true things and it doesn't matter fucking at all how many people i reach because there is no reaching and more and oh i know that this content is um well received so i make this content even though it doesn't excite me because i know i reach more people fuck that shit I learned because there is no reaching it's only about the journey and enjoying the things you create the most and that is by following your excitement that is mostly linked collabing with other people and truly truly doing the things that excite you when you get really you know that feeling when you get really excited about pressing that upload button and yeah Mm -hmm. that's a good episode and ooh, I have all that excitement going on and it fucking doesn't matter how many people that piece of content will reach you know it's real it's raw it's authentic it's you it's your true natural self and um and since that i only do the content that that excites me and uh, that i want to put out and i know also in the trip i just learned that reality is just a mirror what you put out is what you get back so if i put out that content that i really that that i really enjoy that is exciting to me that is who i am then i get a reflection of that then i attract the coolest people back and it doesn't matter how big that 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 is what i get back but i get the best people and that is what matters that uh, yeah um so that is just a small and and just it's so hard to describe because when you really see that and and that all of a sudden like you really get this feeling of falling and there is no beginning and ending and it's just, uh, yeah. Just one other thing that is funny. You want to hear another funny story on mushrooms uh, during that heroic trip? So, um, is it okay? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I was tripping like crazy. So, the visuals were crazy. And I was fully aware and I was smiling because I knew I'm in this altered state for a couple hours. So, I want to use it. And one thing I wanted to try. I got this from Terence McKenna. He's unfortunately dead now, but he was a great proponent and he could um, talk about psychedelics so eloquently, which you know is hard to do um, because often the words are missing to, to describe these experiences. But he was saying, ask the mushrooms, who are you? Because he said in his trip, he said, be lsd and all of a sudden the mushrooms took the form of lsd be dmt and all of a sudden the trip turned to a dmt trip and i was doing that and i experienced that as well and then as he said i asked the mushrooms or just this consciousness in my head i was just asking who and what are you show yourself and as as uh, terence mckenna said like it got scary and it got scary because monsters were showing up like with huge teeth and they were like trying to scare me and I was laying in my bed and I was smiling because I know it's just in my head and Mm. I'm super safe and I kept asking, who and what are you? And those monsters were like, like, now that I speak of it, I can see them literally because you actually see them And, and all of a sudden I saw the universe and I saw stars collapsing and just entire universes collapsing and falling into each other boom and I was I was like not afraid I was still asking who are you and then boom mood shift all of a sudden um straight out of Compton style a nice beat dropped in a car came oh 10 out of 10 women um a black woman walked out of the car so hot and she started flirting with me we made out and we had oh she gave me The best blowjob one of the best blowjobs i ever had even though it was just in my head i i noticed how i got this boner in my i was like oh and i was i I knew it was just in my head but it felt so good and real and then we had such great sex and then i realized little fucking mushrooms that's how you distract me from the question who and what are you because they it felt like they kind of knew that's the last resort <laughs> from distracting me, <laughs> so that's just a funny, uh, funny thing I experienced on this trip. Um, so yeah, sorry, totally got off guard, uh, off uh, topic.
0: No man, that's one of the <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the greatest stories told on on this podcast <laughs> by far. Um, you know, I actually had a friend of mine who took a heroic dose similar to you, and he he actually what he did was like lock himself in his bedroom and like say, I'm going to stay in here this whole time and just deal with whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he had the same experience of almost like monsters appearing and he had to deal with himself. It was kind of him uh, realizing things about himself that he would have never realized uh, without psychedelics and, he faced that scary shit and what comes after that is you know an intense realization of who you actually are and yeah it's uh
1: and that's the beauty of surrender think. because the last time i did a heroic dose i was also okay no i want to stay in my bubble i want to be Ferdinand night back doing bodybuilding eating my nice cream porridge and that's all that is out there in the universe i don't want to see all of that and i was like okay okay i just wait until this is over And that's the beauty of surrender because this trip, I was like, okay, I'm going to fully surrender because I know it's just temporary. It's just a couple of hours and it's just in my head. So I'm going to fully surrender. And I enjoyed this trip so much. I was beaming, I was buzzing, I was lying in my head. I got all these crazy visions, but I was feeling so good no matter what kind of monster I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, um, but also because I'm, I'm truly following my highest excitement because when you're really unhappy and not doing the things you like and um, and then have a trip. Then, then you get faced it and see like, oh, I'm wasting my time, this and that. So that's why this trip was so great because I always got confirmed that I'm currently, as I do it right now, truly 100% following my highest excitement, loving myself 100%. And when I say 100%, I mean 100%. That was so great. And because I, I, I saw all these things during the trip that these things are important or actually spending real life with with like-minded people taking time for that and the old Ferdinand was like oh i need to hustle i need to do this and that but now after this hospital after this 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 huge experience i had i i realized in the hospital what truly matters in life and now after that i always take advantages of that like today sunday i had such a nice date with such a nice girl and we spent the whole afternoon and I fully enjoyed this experience because I know now that these moments are what matters, that these moments are what I will look back to in life and not when I sit on my computer and do that. that, 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 that. So uh, during the trip, I got to experience that all, that the only thing I could grasp is love. And I was so smiling because, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm investing time. And um, and uh, yeah, okay, i am keep rambling.
0: No, <laughs> oh, no, no, it's, uh, it's great to to say that and thank you for being so transparent about it a lot of people would be afraid to open up about stuff always. like that stuff you experience you actually up-
1: promise to myself in the hospital my content will be from now on always re- uh, real raw and authentic okay sorry say it
0: Love that. i love it um that brought up a memory of one of the times i did lsd that i completely forgot about when you were talking about um how like you kind of you you think about how it's DMT and you become DMT or something along the lines of that. For mm-hmm. some reason, that made me remember when I was on LSD once. I was sitting in my garage with a few of my friends. I think uh, bad place to be sitting, to be honest, <laughs> with a bunch of uh, equipment around and stuff. But beside the point, I remember during that time. I would think of a color and then the room would turn to a tint of that color. And that was just like the most crazy experience or like awe-inspiring experience Mm -hmm. that I realized that I'm, I mean, I think it made me realize more that I'm the one who creates my reality based on the thoughts that I have and how I perceive the world. And Exactly. Yeah, I, just that I
1: yeah, I can, I can bring up another um because you know a trip is long, uh, so the things I I I told you weren't the only things I experienced on my last trip a couple uh, weeks ago. One thing relating to that again, uh, what you just said that we create our own reality. All of a sudden, I was seeing a fat cat, and she was creating my reality. Like I saw my reality, but I saw behind the curtains, like. A musical and she was behind it um holding the the ropes for the different backdrops and everything and that was the reality and she was looking at me the cat and she told me literally you create your own reality and then i was floating through parallel universes like however you want to call it when you you know when you open your your iphone and you open the, you tap on the lower right to see the different browsers you have open. Then you have a black background and you see all the um, all the uh, safaris you have open. And yeah. it was like that, that I saw all the different Ferdinands, so versions of myself in parallel universes. And I, I was floating over them. Da, 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 and I always choose the Ferdinand I am here and now with the scar on my stomach because it made me the person I am right now. And that's the version I want to be. And I was so smiling because... Uh, yeah, I don't want to be another Ferdinand, but it was so fun to just 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 literally see it and fly over it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It's so yeah, powerful. Yeah. Everyone listening, yeah. you create your own reality. I mean, you look in the mirror and the mirror's frowning and you cannot force the mirror to smile. But once you smile yourself, the mirror has no choice. No, it's actually forced to smile back at you. What you put out is what you get back. Think about your reality like a mirror. And I was like, okay, ah, this is crazy. Years ago, is this really true? And I tried it so many times. And I have so much proof in my reality that, that this is a fact. Why else would I believe in that and do that if that wouldn't be a fact and I wouldn't have proof in my reality that it exists? Uh, that, that is actually it. A... So go to next time you, you, you speak to a stranger in whatever circumstance, when you're... When you're positive, when you're coming from an honest place of love, see what it does to him. What you get back, even if people are mad and I'm, I'm like this, it's changing, the mood is changing. All of a sudden, ooh, they're also responding like this. And when you're angry and shouting, what, what do you get back? But right. you, when you, That's why, what, what do you want to experience in this world? Be that, and you get that back. And over the last years, I manifested my dream reality because I am myself by following my highest excitement, staying in the state of being I prefer and thus my environment changes. Not immediately. Don't expect it like, oh, today I'm like this. My environment is exactly like this the next day. It takes a bit, but I have so much proof in my reality. I'm vegan. At the beginning, my mom looked in my face, son, that's not you. She literally said it in German. Ferdinand, das das bist du nicht. And now... Years later, my mom is vegan. Over two over two years already. She lost 40 kilograms. She's riding a BMW again. In fact, my entire family is nowadays vegan. My entire friend circle is vegan. Back then I hadn't had a single vegan friend. And so many things I have proof in my reality that this just works. So think about what do you want to see in the world? Be that. Follow your eyes, excitement, and you become your true natural self circumstances don't matter only a state of being matters amen brother
0: love it love it absolutely agree and i think everyone needs to to get reminded of that because even though i know these things you know hearing it from someone else and from from of what i believe to be a very powerful voice like you can really empower uh, a lot of people so i i i i appreciate you sharing all of that sharing that experience and yeah that's actually very very similar to my next youtube video going out tomorrow which is all about uh you know what why people feel like they'll never be successful in life or have the life they truly want there's a difference between what's called having an internal locus of control and an external locus of control and people with an internal locus of control believe that they are in control of like how their life plays out. They feel like they, can, they are in control of their reality and what they get out of life no matter what circumstances they've been given. And they're much more likely to take on challenges with a more positive state of mind and say, this is something that is going to make me grow. It's something that's going to make me uh, a better, more developed person at the end of it. Where, whereas uh, people with, with an external locus of control, to put it simply, they just play the victim a lot. They they feel like they're a victim of their circumstances. That like luck and chance is the reason that things happen, and they feel like they have no control. When it's just like you said, you are absolutely in control of what your reality looks like and how it comes to fruition, which will which might take a while it might take a lot of unlearning of your old your old ways within your life and your old ways of thinking that you might have learned from your parents or your friends or what you consume online but once you once you develop a strong internal locus of control it's like you feel like you can literally accomplish anything and create any sort of reality that you want to and so yeah super super important for for people to realize. Beautifully said,
1: beautifully right. said. We're on the same frequency and I look forward to watching your video tomorrow. Thank you,
0: thank you. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's really something I try to teach more and more to people how, like uh, so much goes into our culture and social media and it makes you feel like you're just, you know, little old me, what am I gonna do? What impact can I make? What change can I make? What can I really accomplish? human beings, we are we can pretty much accomplish or create anything that we put our minds to. If you really have an intention, if you set the intention and you work on it for years, you can create that reality you want. I believe that no matter where you are in life, you can do you can do that. You pretty much have like a limitless amount of potential. I it's something that I try to teach and it's something I truly believe in.
1: we're the masters of limitations we limit ourselves so much and i'm sick of limitations i want to be chainless and you can create anything why because you create your own reality so don't be the victim anymore don't be a victim of your environment no create your own environment if you don't like the environment you're seeing change it how
0: by changing yourself Mm -hmm. absolutely so you've touched upon it a little bit I want to get. I I just want the listeners to like fully comprehend what you've been going through the past few months uh, with being in the hospital. Can you explain that story a little bit? And I guess you've kind of explained what it's taught you. So we're not really going in a chronicle chronological mm-hmm. order here, but can you just explain that a little bit? And just so people understand sure. truly what you went through and how what that's taught you and how you're still this type of person who has such a positive mindset on life. I think that's super inspiring to me and like to everyone that you, that you came out of this, like such a incredible person.
1: Sure. Thank you. Um, I was in Bali, Changu living my life, uh, creating my own reality, which is just ecstasy dream. Like it's just so nice Had a lovely girlfriend, Uh, Brought many of my vegan savages who are living in a big villa and living the good life. You know, drinking coconuts, smoothie bowls, crushing the gym, going to the beach, surfing, creating cool social media content. And then all of a sudden I know that something isn't right. I have a weird stomach pain on my lower right side. And here's a big takeaway for all listeners. If you, your family member or friend has a stomach pain on the lower right side, It's the appendix. Fucking go in the hospital immediately. If you wait, it's going to be worse and worse. And I'm the best example for it. The appendix has nothing to do with diet at all. Evolutionary, we don't need it anymore. But just somehow, sometimes, and quite often, every 10th person, on average, doesn't have an appendix anymore. um, Because just something, some particle, particle, can get stuck there. It can come from the food, or even from from our feces, from our preformed feces. A particle gets stuck in the appendix. Thus, it inflames, it swells, and it really, really hurts. And if you if you're still not in the hospital, it bursts, and it and and you will die. Um, and I was in Bali, which is great for drinking. Uh, drinking co- um, um, young coconuts and, and eating smoothie bowls. But um, the hospital situation, the healthcare is really, really a third world country and really poor. And um, I'm I'm having a big pain tolerance. So I was all of a sudden, you know, I, I was in bad pain already. I was like, oh yeah, this is going away. This is going away. All of a sudden it was a really bad pain. And that was the time my appendix bursted. And then when you're in crucial pain and you could you should go immediately to the hospital. But I still waited days because oh, this will go away. I was always healthy. This will go away. When you have really bad pain, please, please don't have a phobia or anything. Just go to the hospital. And then I wanted to go to the hospital, but oh fuck, I'm in Bali. Um the medical system is really shitty. But yeah. Then my Best friend literally carried me to the hospital. That's why he's my lifesaver. Because he just took me somehow in the hospital. And then they saw, Oh yeah, fuck, it's it's the appendix. It needs to get out quickly, really quickly, really, really quickly. Because your your inflammation markers, everything is is through the roof. You're on the verge of dying. And um then they um emergency surgery and uh, the surgeon said, Yeah, it's it's he showed me the ruptured appendix. Uh, he said a day later and you wouldn't have made it. And then I thought, "Oh, whew, fuck, okay. Hopefully everything is better now." I had a fairly small scar under my belly button. Usually, if you go to the hospital immediately when the appendix needs to get out, it's just a small scar on your on your right side. But if you wait until it bursts, it needs to be on your stomach. But it still was all right because it was under my belly button and everything. <sighs> but it just got worse and worse because I waited so long my inflammation markers were so so high and because of the poor hospital they just fucked up things during the the surgery that it just got worse and worse and I couldn't leave and um, sooner than later all of my friends they flew back to Germany and I also was to supposed to fly back but I I couldn't fly back because I was in such pain and then I needed another um, surgery and I You know, just this time, it's so hard to describe because I was so helpless. I was in a third world country. They hardly understood any English. You dare... You feel so bad. You have like the worst pain. Your stomach swells up. Even my ball swole up. I didn't know what was going on. And they cannot help you. So you're so lost because you just want clarification. I was screaming in the hospital bed like help, help. Someone needs to explain what is going on. And they showed no sympathy. They said, hey, there's no doctor here. The doctor uh, is uh, maybe coming tomorrow. And I, I just felt so hopeless and and helpless and just not knowing what was going on and i was just screaming like but but someone needs to help me now i was crying so badly until i had literally no no strength anymore to wipe away my tears because i i i i lost all the strength i i just was so ho- ho- hopeless and um days turned into months lying in that hospital bed they did another surgery I just felt worse after that. And then my best friend, Philip, he canceled his flight. He stayed longer. he was there for me. He was like, bro, you're going to die here. We just have to fly back. But they, the thing is, they didn't let me fly back. And then we were like, bro, we got to be the biggest being savages now. And we need to fly back. And then I, I, because they didn't let me fly back because I was in such a bad condition. And I was like, okay, the only thing I okay, and I get back to Germany is if I pretend I'm better. And I was pretending that I'm, oh, I'm better, I'm better. Yeah, I can leave, I can leave, let me go. And then the insurance called me and yeah, we're not going to pay anything. We said we're going to pay everything. We're not going to pay anything. And then I, fuck, I also need to pay all the hospital bills that they even let me leave. And I was in the worst pain. I was pretending I was good and I needed to pay ten, tens of thousands of euros, with the credit cards from myself, from my mother, from my grandpa and I was in the worst pain ever, and I needed to do so much to leave this hospital, to leave this country, but I knew only if I accomplished this, I will live. And then the survival instinct kicks in, and you're just capable of doing so much. But when I think back of this time, it was so, so tough. I'm really talking about 10 out of 10 pain most people haven't experienced this, and I wish no one that experienced, because you bang your head against the wall for a relief it's that bad but then we managed to get in the plane it was such a hustle because even at the airport they saw my condition I lost 20 kilograms and before that I was so ripped I had the best shape I was under 10% body fat and all of a sudden I was only skin and bone they saw how weak I was I, I, I constantly needed to lay down I was sweating and they said no no, no we don't want to let him fly because they don't want to do an emergency surgery and this feeling inside of me, if they now send me back to the hospital, I'm, I'm dead. I'm like, okay, okay, you need to handle this. Okay, whew, okay, give me the doctor on the phone. Okay, pretend, oh yeah, it's just small appendix. Yeah, they took it out. Yeah, it's totally all right. Hoo, hoo. And somehow I made it in the plane and in the plane, it got really worse. My, It, it started, the, the, the pain creeped up to my heart. I was like, okay, this this flight is going to take a day. It's literally a day. It's it's 16 hours. You need to transit to another plane. It's it's about twenty hours then. Every second was like a lifetime. And I thought, okay, I'm probably gonna die in this plane. So I started writing WhatsApp messages to all my close friends and family members where there was something in the air, just something. Where you that there was unspoken. I want that that everything is clear. That once my phone reaches um data, it's sent to them all and it's all out there. And I can happily reincarnate in another life. But just this one thought kept me alive. And I was my mom. She's coming from Munich to Berlin. She will be in the airport. She just drove to Berlin just for you. I just at least want to hug her. And every second I thought about how I will hug her. And then somehow there was the toughest flight of my life. Because it's called colic pain. Where you're... Because they, they fucked up my gut. That uh your gut is cramping because it cannot move so it's cramping like if you if you're about to get a a baby but that's not stopping that's going on for days so I also didn't sleep the last days because I was basically the The pain of birthing a baby for days, and it's just every second it's cramping and you're like you're putting your fingernails in your in your somewhere because you you want to just contribute the pain because it's so bad. It's you 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 really bang your head against something because, okay, what else should I do? Um'm this pain, I, I want to have a relief, and that's going on for hours for days. And anyway, somehow I made it in the arms of my mother with the biggest tears in my face. And we immediately drove to good hospital and then they did the biggest emergency surgery and that was precisely one year ago from yesterday so yesterday we actually celebrate my second birthday in my family the 30th of january because during the surgery i saw almost died and but there they started to fix me up all the fuck up they did in bali they fixed me up and um yeah but then they really cut me open so i lost my belly button and they really cut me open so they didn't even could close my stomach i had um like an opening that needed to close from the bottom to the top and then then i recovered but then that wasn't the last surgery because they also my my gut needed to um to regenerate from that all so um I needed another surgery two months later because my gut just twisted by the recovering process. It just twisted. And then again, 10 out of 10 pain. Fuck. Because your body's telling you, hey, you your um your gut is completely twisted. Nothing can pass. In a couple of hours, everything from down there from your gut will die. And your body's telling that that even if you get the the strongest painkillers, it does nothing nothing and then anyways another surgery and after that it went up here there was that surgery uh fixed my gut and everything um but then what happened oh is that um because your here that's in the middle of your of your stomach that holds your um everything together on your on your on your stomach like your your core and everything but they needed to cut that open to get to my gut so after you have a uh that cut open you should be really careful doing sports again, because if it rips, then you have a it's called a hernia where you have a hole in your in your stomach that's your your core, your abs are just to the left and right there is a hole, and your intestines literally go through that hole and you have a little pregnant belly, and that was the worst feeling because I got that. I gained muscle again, and ooh, something isn't right there, so now the last surgery four months ago they truly fixed me up because when you have a hernia what you need to get is a net they stitch it back to your they cut you open they stitch it back to your fascia, but they put a net under my abs and now i have a huge net under my abs I mean, huge in the sense of how wide and long it is. It's really thin. It's it's You can hardly touch it. And I, I don't feel it at all. That's that's what I was afraid of, that I would feel it. You don't feel it at all, but it just gives you the strongest core ever that nothing can rip. Like now I have a stronger core than I ever had before because actually the belly button is a weakness of the core. You can also um, have a hernia through the belly button. Um, it's called a... Um, In German, Nabelbruch, like a belly break. I don't know the English term. Um, But now the net is just perfectly implemented under my abdominals. I have symmetric abs again. I have a big scar in the middle, but I wear it as jewelry because I know what I went through. I have so much perspective trilled in my brain because I know healthy persons, they want so many things. They're constantly complaining, I want this, I want that. A truly sick person just wants one thing. Just just one. Just one thing. I said it a million times in the hospital. I just wanna be pain free and sleep. Just sleep. And just thinking now that I record this podcast with you, pain free. I'm sitting here in my chair. I knew for I know for you it's early in the day, but for me it's already evening that in an hour I will go to bed and just drift away with pain free. Fuck my followers i mean not my followers but fuck social media fame fuck the money on my bank account means nothing nothing i know health is not everything but without health everything is nothing i was laying in the hospital bed i had a lot of money on my bank account i had countless followers on my social i'm kind of famous nothing and i learned not hospital what truly means something that is first of all your health and then real friendships my best bro philip he was always there for me he saved my life multiple times he was always there for me always he did everything when i like all the followers who are writing me oh i'm so sorry so sorry millions of the ends getting in nice but fuck that shit doesn't mean anything who is helping me right here now my mom who came from munich who was lying with me in the hospital for weeks she was there doing the worst time she did everything she brought me everything i couldn't do shit she was playing games with me and that is what matters true connections your health true connections real life shit and the other things are super nice to have and you allow you to can do a lot of things but the, the fundament the basics you should never forget about them and before that I got so caught up in the social media game. Ooh, this is going viral! I'm so happy! I'm so happy! Oh shit, this is not going. Oh, okay, I'm losing follower. Fuck, I'm re-questioning my entire life. Ooh, okay, I'm. Uh, I'm so concerned. No, no, I cannot. I I cannot go to uh, your birthday today. No, I need to hustle hard. Ooh, my friends all all noticed that I've changed. They said, "Wow." Before that, honestly, I didn't even like you so much. Someone said of them because when we did vegan cooking nights. I wasn't. I wasn't that present. I wasn't on my phone. And then, and then, uh, and then now, when we when we do vegan cooking nights, I'm present. I'm actually caring. I'm be- like I have to. Tr- I have more friends than ever before since that happened. And friendships on another level because I truly care. Hey, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? And I found out. Hey, who are my real friends? And now I'm having friendships on a level I've never experienced before. And that is so great. And and less is more. Because of that, my social media is bigger than ever before. The year that happened, I earned more money than ever before. <sighs> so sometimes less is more. Let go. Can I make a little suggestion? The answer lies in self-reflection. And again, all the mantras I said, all the stuff I learned from the book like You Are the Placebo from Dr. Joe Dispenza I finally got the gift. And yeah, I call it a gift that I need to put it to use before. because before that, what should I be the placebo of? I'm, I'm feeling great and everything is great. So I never learned to truly use those laws that, you know, everyone knows about placebo. You give people a sugar pill, they feel better, not because of the pill, but because of their belief system, because they believe that the headache will go away and the belief system is what healed them. And I never needed to use it because I was just just healthy. But then, I needed to use it. I was lying in the hospital bed, and I was like, "Okay, I, it's a decision now. Everything here, what's happening? It seems fuck up, but it's it's neutral. I can be no negative and oh fuck that. I will never be, I will never be uh, like I was before. I will never get that physique back. Fuck that shit." let's manifest let's go quantum understand that everything is already out there you just gotta match the frequency so i was lying in the hospital bed i was thinking about how i was pain-free how i was crushing the gym how i was smiling how i was doing normal things again and today i had the greatest date 10 out of 10 women now walk in my life because i A hundred percent love myself, and what you put out is what you get back. Now that I love myself a hundred percent, the most gorgeous women are walking in my life. What did we do today? We crushed our legs, they were shaking, pain-free. I can train again. Afterwards, we made pancakes, we went for a walk. It's it's and that is what I was going through my head, and that is what I manifested now. Because your body literally cannot distinguish is it really happening? Or is it just in your head? Your body cannot distinguish. When you really believe something. Your body cannot distinguish. Is it really happening? Or is it just in your head? And thus it prepares for itself. Literally your genes turn on and off. Like Christmas lights. When you start reading the book. You are the placebo. It starts off with the history of the placebo. And it blows your mind. Because what the placebo. And unfortunately so often the nocebo. Has done. And the nocebo is. Manifesting negative thoughts, and on average, seventy percent of our thoughts are negative. So why do you think so many people are sick and suffering? Because they manifest that. And I was like, No, I don't want it. I was lying in the hospital bed, and now daily, daily, every morning in my meditation, I'm seeing myself how I'm healthy, how well my stomach has healed, the knee scar. I will have a six pack again. I have it. I have it, and I'm grateful this rush of gratefulness overcomes me because I I already have it because it's already there. Everything already exists. Time just hasn't caught up yet. I just got to match the frequency. And I do because that's what I want because I know how powerful I am that I create my own reality and I can be the victim and it will never be that. And then then because now I know then I'm just using the nocebo. Then I'm manifesting negative thoughts. And is it something I prefer down the line? No, so not. So I always take the positive route. It's a no-brainer. It doesn't even take that much effort because I want that reality to experience. And the more I am experiencing that reality on a daily, the feedback I get like, yeah, that's that's what I want to experience. So I want more of that. So it's a no-brainer that I take the positive route. Whew, okay, that was a good rant. <laughs>
0: I hope you felt it like I did. I did, man. Thank you so much for opening up about that. And it's so, I mean, of such, such, such an incredible story. And it's so unfortunate that for most humans, it takes something as severe as practically almost dying to realize what's really important in life. And, you know, its I, I've never experienced something like that. And so it is something I still struggle with a lot. And the social media, Game and worrying about my followers and all that. Um, so I think that you just gave people uh, a real look into what it's like to almost die and then realize what really matters in life without them having to experience all the shit that you just went through. So thank you for sharing that. Seriously, it it helped. Certainly helped me. I'm. It's certainly that story is certainly going to help everybody everybody who listens to, to this podcast.
1: Thank you for also giving me the platform. I'm going to tell all my vegan savages to listen to that because I really fe- felt this this rant. I don't know where this came from, but I really felt it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to recommend all my followers to listen to this as well because I want everyone who's going through whatever shit, because we all do, it doesn't matter what happens to you. It only matters what you
0: do is what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hundred percent, and that's been the whole. It's been the whole theme of the the podcast today, and such such an amazing podcast. And thank you so much uh, for for coming on. I don't want to take up too much.
1: Time. We uh, we should wrap it up yeah. here, but we should definitely do another episode because we click, man. We have many things, and you should you should come on my podcast because I want to dive more into your mind. I love it. And then well, we should should just keep it up if we're then still excited about it, but I have no doubt.
0: Dude, 100%, I, I would love to be to be on your podcast. and I'm sure that someday we will we will be meeting. I mean, I've, t- I've talked to like all the the vegan savages that you're friends with. and like we've all talked about meeting up one day, you know, we still got COVID going on, but someday soon. Happen, a hundred percent
1: let's all that's let's do the real life shit let's somehow figure something out where we can all meet and these are the best moments these are the best best moments like the uh this vivo life when we did trips in austria these are the best moments so i want to do that so much more and we definitely will find a nice circumstance where you and i are involved and then we do the next episode then or just another episode mm-hmm. down the line face to face can of wait yeah. hell mm. yeah
0: and then we train together and then make you nice cream porridge (laughs) dude i've been i've been seeing it (laughs) i need to to get that that real life taste yes there are all the gains
1: in it how many gains
0: (laughs) all the gains absolutely that's why i have nice cream all the time as well um good good but yeah thank you thank you again uh for anyone wanting to check you out who doesn't know about you yet uh what, where can they find you?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, currently, uh, since that all happened, I um, focus more on German content. Um, but my Instagram page, my main one is uh, still English. My two main ones, actually, uh, at Vegan Strengths and vGainsfood. Food. And yeah, just follow Vegan Strengths and everything is connected from there. So you will find also my German stuff if you speak the German language. Um, yes, that's it. Follow Great. your eyes, excitement. That's what I recommend everyone. Truly, it sounds simple, but that's that's the whole formula.
0: Yes, sir. Listen to this. Re-listen to this if you have to, till it sticks in your head. And again, very grateful for you for having you here today. So, hope you have a good good rest of your night. Good sleep. Dream
1: extreme. That's what I will do. Thank you for having me.